Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening, welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I am your host, I am Chris. Uh, with me as ever, I've got Ryan. Hello. How are you? I'm not bad, thanks. You? Good, yeah, good. You had a good week? Well, yeah, actually, I, I say good. Oh. Well, go on, we'll, 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 we'll do you first and then we'll... we'll... Uh, okay, well, my week was alright. A bit, bit stressful here and there, but you know. Stressful? Why? The usual, you know, work and all that yeah. rubbish. That thing of being, like, getting older and being grown up and you just think, it's just not worth it. Yeah, yeah, I look at you and I look at me and our age difference and I think, I'm glad I don't have to get married and have kids all over again. <laughs> I've got all that to come, you see. I, I, I'm, a, I'm at the start of the road, you're at the end of it, it's, you, know, you know, just thinking, God, this has been a bumpy road. Yeah, my oldest is nine years old, so I'm halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. How was your week? <laughs> How was my week? Do you know what? Uh, my week was fantastic. My week was made by a Quaresma Rabona. Uh, well, that's you... always good, isn't it? Oh, did you see it? I didn't, but Have I can not? imagine. Oh, honestly, it was just gorgeous. We, ne- we were nearly doing an hour-long podcast dedicated just just that. <laughs> yeah, but knowing me and my dislike for Ricardo Caresma, I don't think that'd be a very good podcast. If you see this, all will be forgiven. Okay, honestly. I'll have to check it out. You should do. You should do because it was for an assist as well. Oh, oh they actually scored from it. Yeah. I see. That's that's that is good. I don't like a Rabona when it's like you've crossed it, but there's no one in the box. No, like it, Hazard does all the time. It led to a goal. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Right. Well, we're going to talk about the Champions League this week, um, and we shall start with uh, Group E. Do you know who Group E is? Is that the Tottenham one? It is. Oh, that's, that's, that's only because I told you that pre-record was well. Spurs. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, look, uh, Monaco beat Spurs 2-1. Um, goals from Sidibe scored, and then Harry Kane equalised with a penalty. Uh, and then it was literally about 30 seconds later, Lamar went and scored down the other end. Yeah, Tottenham don't really like the Champions League, do they? They No. I mean, they spend all this time qualifying for it, and then they go and rest people like Kyle Walker and whoever else to uh, for, for the game on Saturday. You think, well, why are you even in it? Yeah, why bother? Exactly. exactly. He, he was a trippier played, and apparently he was shocking all night. Well, did you see? Um, did you see the goals at all? Because they both seemed to come from the fullback areas, didn't they? Particularly the right fullback area. Yeah, those are sort of just quite simple sort of areas, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, of course, Monaco uh, have knocked out Spurs at the Champions League. They knocked Arsenal at the Champions League, and PSG also knocked Chelsea out of the Champions League last year, didn't they? They so, did, yeah. So French teams are doing all right, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, there's a, obviously PSG are doing pretty well in their group, um, top at the moment. So French teams, are they the new Italian teams? Is Because obviously a couple of years ago, everyone went mad for Italian teams. Is that what's going to happen to the French? They did. They did. They know they, all these things sort of go in cycles, don't they? Mm. Um, they would have been even further before Hugo Lloris. Did you see him? 
I've seen a couple of things. Oh, what did you see? You've seen the penalty save from Falcao, haven't you? Yeah. Okay. That save from the header, though. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Have you not? Honestly, this is as great a save as you've ever seen. Ball comes in, and I can't remember who it is that heads the ball, but it's some kind of bullet-like Cavani header, but this time it's on target from <laughs> probably five yards. It's probably at least the edge. Of the, it's the furthest point it is out is the edge of the six-yard box, and it's straight at Lloris, and it's not one of those saves where it hits them. He has to put his hands in the way, so he's got half a second at the very most to react and put his hands there, and he doesn't tip it over the bar. It's just phenomenal. Jeez, I mean, he's a very good goalkeeper. Yeah, he is. But uh, this was this has got to be seen to be believed. I mean, if you're not going to Google the Charisma Rabona, go Google this instead. I will do. I'll, I'll, once we finish recording, I want to catch up on all these extra little bits. Oh, you should do. I mean, it's almost like we do a podcast, and you should watch them beforehand. But you know, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, Monaco are now group winners uh, because CSKA drew 1-1 with Bayer Leverkusen. Um, CSKA are hamstrung by the fact that Akinfeev hasn't kept a clean sheet in 10 years and Eremenko is now serving a drugs ban. So Group E finishes with Monaco, or oh, one game left. So um, Monaco are top and will go through as champions of that group on 11 points. Bayer Leverkusen are on 7 Spurs are on four and CSK on three, but it's all okay because um, Spurs can console themselves with a weekend trip to Chelsea. Well, to Chelsea. What happened when they just played each other at Chelsea last season? Do you remember that? That was a good. That was a good night. That was, was. The best night I had all season. <laughs> that was the game where um, Chelsea came back from two down, wasn't it, to draw and give Leicester the the league? Yeah, it was. It was the night where Tottenham not only sort of capitulated in their playing style, but just decided to try and kill Chelsea players. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought that was something that somebody wanted to do? Yeah. I, it's ridiculous. I mean, Chelsea players are the best. They're clean, nothing's wrong with them, they've never done anything wrong. That's it. <laughs> uh, Chelsea won 25 matches against Tottenham Hotspur, uh, Premier League matches versus Tottenham. The most versus one opponent. And yeah, we're very good. They've never lost in the Premier League against Spurs at Stamford Bridge. I think it's something like Gary Lineker in 1990 was the last person to score against them. Yeah, it's a very weird thing because like Tottenham have always been sort of a team where it's always a little bit like, oh, I'm not sure whether we'd be able to get a good result against them. Because from, from my knowledge, they've, they've beaten us in the, the past in like League Cup finals and, and the sort of matches here and there. But, you know, consistently in the Premier League... They've just never been able to... I don't know whether it's a thing where they, they know they're facing Chelsea and they think, oh, God, we're not, I don't want to play Chelsea again, type thing. They just throw all their current form out the window and it's a completely different game. Well, current form is... Because uh, their last two opponents were London teams, weren't they? They had a draw against Arsenal and then they had that 3-2 win last week, didn't they, against West Ham where they came from behind. Yes. And Winston Reid went on his demolition derby at the end. I didn't even know that yeah. happened until I watched Match of the Day. <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, and Spurs have won more points in the Premier League derby since the start of last season than any other side. So you've, you've won your last three games, haven't you? But you've got to be wary a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Chelsea are on fantastic form, though. The best form I've seen in a while from us. Um, six wins on the bounce, no goals conceded. It's it's sort of that thing of we're, we're in the right position to take them on. How do you think you're going to get on against Harry Kane? I think you'll be all right, won't you? I think so. He he always seems to stutter against us. Yeah. The um, You're going to get Kane video came out again today. Have you seen that? 
I haven't. Oh, it's like five kids in a park. And um, <laughs> it's on Mark's, if it's at the Football Pink, it's on Mark's Twitter feed today. He's retweeted it. So go and have a look because it's brilliant fun. Um, also in the Champions League on Tuesday night is Leicester City. Who are in what group, Ryan? Group G. Right? Group G, yes. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just uh, just double checking my notes just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it took 54 attempts, um, but somebody managed to finally score against Leicester City. So they beat Bruges 2-1, um, Okazaki and Amara's penalty, uh, and it's Corrido scored for Bruges. Did you see his goal? Yeah, I think I did, yeah. God, that tiny little postage stamp of a hole he had to score in, and he managed to do it. Great, great goal. That's fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, of course, Leicester now got more points than in the Champions League than Premier League uh, but they are now in the knockouts and they're winners of Group G yeah I mean it's going to be a really interesting thing now that they've they can you know potentially relax in the Champions League so that final game and then the sort of the, the month and a half or two months that you get off how much they improve in the Premier League yeah they can't get an awful lot worse can they no they can't no, the only way is up of course but at the same time they're in a very bad situation in, in terms of how much it seems like the Champions League has taken that out of them in the Premier League and it'll be interesting to see how them progressing actually affects them in the long run yeah well the only way is up as Yaz said and they are 14th in the Premier League uh, and this Saturday they are playing 15th in the Premier League which is Middlesbrough they're home to Middlesbrough it's a tough game as well do you think Middlesbrough have been quite good against sort of bigger sides um, obviously, they sort of gave Chelsea a quite a good run. Um, they beat Man City, and true, again, true, Leicester. True. Did they do? They yes, it was because it was last second goal. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then I think they'll be all right. I mean, Leicester just—they need something, and I think that sort of lack of confidence in the Premier League might actually hurt them. Well, they had the draw against Arsenal as well, didn't they, Middlesbrough? So you're, you're yeah. right. Yeah. So what are you going to go for with this one? I think I'm probably going to go for a draw. Yeah. Yeah, well, a scrappy sort of one all or even a nil nil. Okay, um, Middlesbrough without a win in their last twelve league meetings against Leicester. Yeah, that's not surprising really, but I suppose that's, that spans a very long period of time though. Um, I don't think it would because they would have met a few times in the Championship, wouldn't they? Mm, true. Because uh, yeah, they haven't beaten in the Premier League about sixteen years, but you know, like you said, they kind no. of crossed, clashed swords Pass. too many times then. No. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Well, elsewhere on Tuesday, um, Borussia Dortmund. Did you see them? Yeah, that was a very bizarre game, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, eight four. Uh, they beat Liège Warsaw. Really, really strange game. Like you said, I mean, there were some fantastic goals in it. The Liège one was one of, the, one of the ones was fantastic. The thing that sort of I took from this was um, Thomas Tuchel looking rather annoyed at the fact they conceded four because they could have really helped their goal difference there, couldn't they? Yeah, I mean, well, they got a difference plus 12 already after mm. that game. But, you know, yeah, it could have been 10 more than what Real Madrid's is. It's just, you know, the whole, I mean, they conceded, was it two before they sort of got one back? Mm. And it's just bizarre game of football. Warsaw have been a really bit of a weird side so far this, this year, it seems. They can score a couple of goals, but then they end up sort of just conceding so many. Well, they uh, they came from behind and drew against Real Madrid didn't they, in the last round. Yeah. Um, would you like some stats from yes. that game? 
Uh, most goals in a Champions League match since Bonico 8, Deportivo La Coruña 3, uh, which Dada Perso scored four goals in that one. Um, Liege the first team in Champions League history to score four goals and lose. Wow, uh, okay. So at least they take something from the game. Yeah, you know, a stat, even though it's a terrible stat, is it, good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, seven goals came in 22 first half minutes, and it's the first time in 32 years that uh, 12 goals have been scored in any European competition. Who was that? <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> it was Ajax 14, uh, Red Boys differentiate of Luxembourg, nil. Which is ah, oh, oh, it was on the tip of my tongue. Damn it. <laughs> and poor old Marco Royce, you see him? No. He came back after six months out. Thought he scored a hat trick, and as mean as it, UEFA took his last one away and said it was an own goal. I did. That. I saw that he, he came back. Uh, that some people was like, oh, he's, he's back. You know, six months out, and he's come back and scored all these goals. Oh, and they took it away. Yeah. Rude. Sods, aren't they? Um, well, speaking of uh, a long time out, Gareth Bale. Four months, isn't it? I think I've seen quoted today. Yeah, four months. Ankle ligaments or something, isn't it? That's a nasty one. Yeah, that's not great at all. Um, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Yeah, it's going to hurt, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they beat Sporting Lisbon 2-1 um, with an extra man. So uh, that group, you've got Bristol Dortmund on 13, Real Madrid on 11 points, uh, Sporting on 3, Liège on 1. Group H, Dinamo, Zagreb lost yet again. They're still on null point um, as they lost 1-0 at home to Lyon. Lacazette scored. Um, and this was a feisty encounter. Seville won Juventus 3. Did you see any of this? I haven't seen any of this one, no. Oh, this was great fun. This was, was. Um, Seville took the lead, and then I think Juventus equalised, and then Seville had a man sent off. Lots and lots of little stupid, niggly, yellow cardy things, and um, it eventually all took its toll, and the referee sent off one of the Seville players. He then sent off San Paolo, the Seville manager, into the stands. Um, gave a penalty, I think, to uh, Juventus. Guess who the um, referee was? Was it, oh God, was it Klattenberg at all? It was Klatz. Oh God. <laughs> to be fair, I think he got most of the decisions correct. To it's be... not overly surprising that there's a game that, you know, there's so much like going on and it's Klattenberg that's the problem. Well, yeah. Not the problem, just instigating everything. Exactly. I mean, he sent the Seville player off on something like the 44th minute, so they all had a nice little gather around him as they walked off the pitch. Oh, as you do. And then Sam Pauli was waiting for him in the um, in the dugout as they walked off, and then he got sent to the stands. And um, also a rather rather scrumptious Benucci goal for Juventus. But, but was it like a long shot or, or anything like that? It was a long shot from the edge of the area, but it sort of didn't go very high in the air. But it sort of arced as it went in. Fantastic goal. Um, so Juventus run 11, Sevilla on 10, Leon on 7, and Dinamo Zagreb, as I said, on nothing. Um, Wednesday's Champions League. What have we got here? We've got Arsenal 2, PSG 2, uh, Olivier Giroud and the penalty, and Marco Verratti with an own goal, um, cancelling out Edison Cavani and Alexi Wobie's own goal. Ah, oh, it's all like they're having a bit of fun. It looked quite an interesting game, actually. Olivier Giroud, in his last 11 shots, has scored nine goals. Yeah, I've been, I've been talking to people at work about Giroud, because um, I know a couple of people that are Arsenal fans. One of them really doesn't like Giroud, and one of them really does. I don't understand people that don't. I think he's really good. I see. I'm, I'm on the side where I don't... I, I find him very inconsistent, and he's, his goal record, as overall, to me, doesn't seem that good 
that good really he's never that sort of massively prolific striker but as you said he's he scored nine of his last 11 shots he's, he comes off the bench at the moment he's he's improving in terms of like a super sub almost I think he's very much similar to sort of Andy Cole where people assumed he was terrible but then you look at a stat like that and you think well actually he's not so bad no not actually bad yeah exactly um so Arsenal they drew 2-2 it could have been a little worse for Arsenal guess who missed two shots at the end uh, was it Cavani? It was Cavani. Yeah. <laughs> it was through and gold, tried to chip Peter Cech and didn't try very hard and he flicked a header a little bit wide as well. Was it Cech or was it Espina in goal? Oh, I don't know. I think I, was, I, think I heard something that Espina was in goal and everyone's really upset that Espina keeps getting games. Oh, maybe I was what, right. Or, or what, why you drop Cech for a Champions League game. I don't, I, I suppose only Wenger knows. Yeah, well, Real Madrid did it for a long time, didn't they? They um, kept rotating Casillas and um, Kellen Abbas, didn't they? Yeah. So it seems to be some kind of thing to do. Um, Arsenal, though, are going to be finishing second after this, aren't they? Yes, they are. Um, so they're going to be finishing second as Ludogrets drew 0-0 with Basel. And so the last game, PSG are home to Ludogrets and Arsenal are away at Basel. So they've both got 11 points um, Ludogrets got two points Barnes got two points I mean if they could finish top but it's asking a lot of Ludogrets isn't it yeah it is because I was just looking at it and obviously I, I completely forgot that the Champions League is a little bit weird where it's based on head to head games rather than like goal difference because yeah. I was looking at it going why are Arsenal not top but yeah it's because of the head to head so it's really weird but I, yeah I don't think Arsenal are going to be in a very good situation from that one yeah. that's funny because they drew the first game didn't they yes no idea how that works. No, I, I was just sort of thinking they've, they've drawn the games against each other. I assume it does it with a, a different tiebreaker or something. Mm. Well, look, next up they are at home to uh, Bournemouth on Sunday in the Premier League. So Bournemouth Jack Wilshere derby. The Jack Wilshere derby. Yeah, but Jack Wilshere's not allowed to play, is he? No, he's tight. It's just I don't like that rule. Why not? I don't know. It always just feels like I really because especially if the loan is like you know the players ask for it, it's fine. But if it's one of those ones where it's like Chelsea loan army, I'd, I'd be really intrigued because Chelsea would probably play a player every week. Uh, yeah, it, I, 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 I think it protects the player a little bit though because if he yeah. has a really, really bad... If Jack Wilshere played and had a terrible game, they'd go, ah, that's because he was playing against Arsenal. But at the same time, I'd be really interested if someone was online. I mean, it's happened before, obviously, in uh, the Champions League and in UEFA, you can, you can do it. But in the Premier League, you can't. And it's always a thing of... If you have a really good game, would the club then be like, oh, he's either really good or, oh, he shouldn't have done that. Why would we have him back? Yeah. Um, Fernando Morientes famously scored for Monaco against Real Madrid in the Champions League and put them out. Yeah. So these people can come back and, and bite you. Um, Courtois, when he was at uh, Atletico. Yes, he did, didn't he? He played, with that. Yeah. he played well, didn't he? Yeah. So how do you think Arsenal are going to get on? Are they going to beat Bournemouth, are they? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Bournemouth are playing all right at the moment, but um, Arsenal are probably just going to nick it, I think. Bournemouth are 10th at the minute, aren't they? So mm. they're sort of sitting quite neatly. Um, but Arsenal have won all three of their previous meetings of Bournemouth. In all yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't see past Arsenal for it. It depends how they come out and play. From from what I've heard recently, they've not been playing that great, but they've been getting the results. Yeah. So. 
Hey, when Arsene Wenger took charge of Arsenal in October 96, Eddie Howe was a 19-year-old AFC Bournemouth player <laughs> and played just five league appearances. <laughs> that sounds incredible, doesn't it? <laughs> I wonder if he's going to remind him of that. Probably when they're shaking hands, be like, oh, yeah. I, was, I was 19. <laughs> yeah, guess how much younger I am than you. Well, Arsenal drew their last three games, but I, st- I think they're going to be okay. Yeah. I think they're going to be all right. Um... Also in the Champions League on Wednesday was Borussia Mönchengladbach 1, Manchester City 1. Uh, Raphael scored for um, Gladbach. Hey, absolutely smashed that in. Did you see he that did, goal? Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, and a definite little touch from David Silva and some rather comedic red cards in this as well, wasn't there? Yes, there were. What on earth was Fernandinho thinking? I don't, I don't know with him sometimes. He seems like a player that doesn't really know what he's doing, where he is half the time. Yeah. I don't, he had absolutely no reason to do that, though, did he? No. Doesn't make any sense. No. Um, and that has confirmed a second-place finish for City. Uh, Pep was furious. I can't remember if he was furious with Fernandinho or whether he was furious for his, with the referee. But you know, the I way can that, imagine with Fernandinho. <clears throat> yeah, you can imagine the sort of way that they... Um, he was remonstrating on the sideline, and you just can't see who he was remonstrating at. Um, the world. The world, everybody, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's fault. Uh, <laughs> well, that's City confirmed in second place because Barcelona beat uh, Celtic 2 0. Um, a bit more assertive from Celtic, but Lionel Messi scored two goals. So Barcelona on 12 points, City on 8, Gladbach on 5, and Celtic on 2 points. Next for Manchester City, they are away at Burnley. Now, Liverpool got 80% possession against Burnley and lost. So, what is a passing team like Pep going to do? They're going to just pass it around still. You think? Yeah, it's what they what they do. They've had quite a few problems this season with passing it around and not being clinical with it. They're creating the chances. They're just not clinical with them, which is surprising with Aguero and sort of Ian Acho. Aguero's already scored quite a few goals, but you can imagine really if he was converting every chance that he'd be flying. Well, when they played when Burnley were in the Premier League season before last, they did beat Manchester City one nil at Turf Moor. Yeah. Well, Burnley are obviously coming off a bit of a resounding uh, defeat to West Brom. So they might be a bit, sort of, they might want to try and fire back quite quickly. Yeah, that's that 4-0, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. To a Tony Pulis side. Yeah. That's got to really eat up at you, hasn't it? You, you probably just think, you're probably sitting at home just thinking, 4-0, Tony Pulis. <laughs> Well, Sergio Aguero scored. Uh, Sergio Aguero has played against thirty Premier League teams in his time, and he scored against twenty-eight of them. And Burnley is one of the two that he's not scored against. It's an omen. It's gonna. He's not going to score again. It is. Do you know what? There's, there's things like that when when you see stats that like so and so haven't won an away game so far this season. You think, nah, well, this is the week they will. Then <laughs> <laughs> they're playing it's... us. They've not won a game away all the season. It'll be us. Yeah. Uh, right, well, Group B is the last champion. Oh no, we've got Group D to do yet, but we'll do Group B first because Napoli nil, Dinamo Kiev nil, but Besiktas 3, Benfica 3. Did you see this? I've seen a couple of goals from it. It mad game. Yeah, well, Benfica were 3 0 up after half an hour. Did you see the one where the ball hit the crossbar three times? Oh no, I didn't see that one. I saw the Geds goal where he sort of like rounded the goalkeeper but almost fell over in the process. Yeah, well. There was um, it was a scramble in the Besiktas penalty area, and Benfica managed to hit the the bar three times before um, before actually scoring their third goal. Uh, Benfica three 0 up with ten minutes left. Who stepped up? 
Was it charisma? It was charisma. First of the penalty, he kissed the inside of the post as it went in, and then it was, he only did a bloody Rabona for Abu Bakar to score. <laughs> oh, you have to, have to, have to see this. After, after we finish recording, I'm definitely going to go watch it, and I'll and I'll you will get a Twitter message from me saying how good the Rabona was. If they put up a giant screen in downtown Raqqa or Aleppo and just put Kresma's <laughs> Rabona on a vine over and over and over again, within a week you will have peace. You yeah, can I, can see Don- that, I can see that happening, yeah. You could play it to Donald Trump as well, and he'd, he'd go and hug Barack Obama and all be fine. Yeah, I, that is definitely going to solve all of the world's problems. It should. It should. I did suggest this on... Um, Paul, sometimes this parish's Rankcast podcast. Have you seen the um, the clip of it's on the it's on his Instagram account? Patrick Severa singing to his French shirt. No. Have you not? Oh, it's great. Patrick Severa is in a dressing gown at the bottom of some stairs, holding his French uh, Fran- French shirt, and he starts singing Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on to his French shirt, <laughs> and as he's singing that song, out of the upstairs comes Paul Pogba walking down the stairs, clicking his fingers in time, and he joins him at the bottom, and they both stare lovingly at this French shirt. Oh, to it. dear. <laughs> it's brilliant. I saw this on I saw this online, so then I went to Patrice Evra's Instagram account, and it's um, it's something to behold. Oh, I'm going to have to set that out. So I've got a big list of things, a list of homework you have, this week. You have. Him dancing in a panda outfit is pretty good. <laughs> Not quite as good as Faustino Espria dressed as a dinosaur, riding his no. horse. I was going to say, I think that'd be quite, that, that can't be beaten, can it? No, that's something else entirely. Uh, well, Group B looks like this. It's got Napoli and Benfica on top with eight points. Um, for all requesters, Raboning, Besiktas uh, third on seven points. And then Kiev, uh, last place on two points. But Group D, maybe the shock of the weekend was, or the week was this. This was FC Rostov 3 by Munich 2. Yeah, I, I watched the, um, the goals in this. I'm not sure about the... I think it's Boateng, the penalty decision. He wasn't very happy, was he? No, he wasn't. And I was looking at it, and I, it's very 50-50, really. It looks like he gets the ball, and the, the striker sort of trips over his own feet. But it, it was a very weird game. These are, Things like this are a good advert for the limits of goal technology, aren't they? Because penalty decisions are so subjective. Like the penalty that wasn't given at Old Trafford last week, I didn't think in a million years was a penalty. Lots of other people seem to think it was. Ryan Giggs definitely thought it was a penalty. I don't see how putting your hands across someone's midriff makes their legs give way. <laughs> I didn't quite... Clearly see. you've never been in that situation, Chris. Well, no. Not. In fact, I play either in goal or in defence, so if I ever find myself up front, I'll chastise myself for being out of position. Oh, okay. That's all right, then. Well, I realised when I was very, very young that if I went in goal, not only would I have to run around the leagues, but I'd be a guaranteed pick. Um, That's a good point, actually. Yeah, I figured that out early on. And then if I ever joined a team where they'd already got a goalkeeper, uh, then I'd play in defence because that's, you know, you're still waiting for people to run at you and you get to kick them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great. Um, Atletico beat PSV 2 0. So you've got Atletico, oh, uh, Anton Griezmann, um, he scored his 12th. European goal for Atletico, so that, I think he's either level or he's beat Luis Aragonis for the Atletico record. Um, yeah. So he, they're on 15 points, Bayern Munich on 9, they're going to finish second. You've got FC Rostov on 4 and PSV on 1. So all this big talk about finishing second, uh, being the sort of purveyor of doom. At the moment, in second place, you've got Bayern Munich, you've got Real Madrid, you've got Seville, um, 
And you've got Bayer Leverkusen as well, and you've got Arsenal. So, oh, Andy, Manchester City. So yeah, finish, Manchester City. Finishing top of your group does not guarantee you a decent draw. No, absolutely not. I mean, sort of, and then you look at who's top in the groups, and obviously you've got the sort of, yeah, the normal players, but Leicester, which, you know, coming up against a massive, massive team like Madrid, for example. I mean, Leicester are probably thinking, yeah, we've won the group, but actually, we could end up getting Real Madrid or Bayern Munich. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, you probably would have thought, oh, I should have wanted to finish second now. <laughs> It's the thing, isn't it? You're either going to get Real Madrid or you're going to get and Bayern Munich or you're going to get Barcelona or Atletico. I mean, you know, it's like choosing to have your foot or your hand chopped off or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, right, well, should we talk about the Premier League? We've gone through some matches. Should we talk about some more? Yeah. Uh, we'll start with some teams down the bottom. We'll start with Sunderland versus Liverpool. Now, sad day. All round. All round, yes. All round. <laughs> <laughs> I dread to ask you what your favourite memory of Steven Gerrard is because I've got a very good idea what it might be well there's a couple we, we, we talked to one pre-record about an own goal he scored yeah but, I mean the number one moment will always be him giving it the, the big one before the game <laughs> it doesn't slip and then, and then he proceeded to slip <laughs> lots and lots of people getting very upset on Twitter today in the big whole Skulls Lampard Gerrard debate as if you can't enjoy the three of them together no you can't it has to be one one only <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the right answer probably is Paul Scholes, but... Um... Frank Lampard. Really? No, it, you know... I had a Paul Scholes. Like, like, really, Paul Scholes was, was the ultimate midfielder. Although, I feel like they're, they're very different players. Hmm. But, you know, that's, that's a discussion for a different day, I guess. Well, what if Clayton Blackmore, Dion Dublin, Darren Ferguson, Mike Feeney, Jordi Cruyff, Karol Boborski, Jesper Blonkis, Mark Bosnich, Luke Chadwick, Ronnie Warwick, Lauren Blanc, Roy Carroll, Diego Forlan, Ruud van Nistelrooy, Juan Sebastian Verón, Gabriel Aitza, Kieran Richardson, Henry Larson, Alan Smith, Owen Hargreaves, Gerald Piquet, Fabio, uh, Mike Owen, and Darren Gibson got in common. That's a very long list. Is it the age of which people retire? No, they've all got more ah. Premier League medals than Stephen Gerrard. I forgot Bebe. Oh, uh... <laughs> I forgot Bebe amongst all that as well. Uh, yeah, do Bebe. you know what? That list has got Ruud van Nistelrooy on, which you kind of suppose he would have a Premier League medal, but, you know, yeah. Fabio and Dion Dublin. Yeah, and I was sort of thinking Mark Bosnich. Yeah. I'm thinking really, but yeah. I mean, all anyone remembers from Dion Dublin at Manchester United is the fact that it, he's got a massive penis. <laughs> Fergie said, have you seen it? It's magnificent. <laughs> I used to work with Dion Dublin's niece. I used to tell her that all the while. She hated me. <laughs> I was say, that's not probably the thing you want to hear. <laughs> no. Years ago, Danny Kelly and Danny Baker used to have a radio show together. And um, they used to do sort of football lookalikes. And someone sent in a picture of Admiral Atbar from Star Wars um, <laughs> wearing a kilt with the words Dion Dublin written underneath. <laughs> and they then went on about the fact that when Dion Dublin ran around, all this steam came off his big, bold head. Well. <laughs> And someone sent a message in saying that her and her friend had a threesome with a man in a caravan and the heating wasn't working in the caravan. And when all three of them were laying down afterwards, there was steam coming off this man's head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, next time we see Dion Dublin on Football Focus. That's it. I know what I'm thinking about now. Think about a steamy head in a caravan with a big penis. Um. Anyway, Liverpool. Yeah. Gerard's retired. It's a sad day for some people. I'm not particularly sad. 
like I said I pre- pre-record I sort of went off him when he sort of hitched his skirt up at you lot yeah he's he's a bit like that yeah. he always looks like a St Bernard as well yeah it, it, the thing with Jared it, it was really interesting he obviously he's a great player and he, he, he obviously did a lot for the club and, and whether the rumours are true and whether he's rejected MK Dons to actually have a coaching position at Liverpool, I don't know. But I mean, that, that's good commitment. Whether whether he's trying to do that thing that sort of maybe Dalglish was doing, where it's like you're devoted to that one club and that's great and all, but is that going to limit your opportunities in the future? Well, Jurgen Klopp is very tight-lipped on the whole thing. People keep asking about Steven Gerrard and he got quite pissy at the press conference today. Did he? Yeah, he wasn't very happy. I mean... Uh, they talked. We talked last week, didn't we, about the sort of. Oh no, we, sorry, me and Alexi went on. Um, the sort of breathtaking arrogance of Gerard, thinking he can even be a manager at this point in time. And I watched the um, Channel Five Championship Goals show, and they had Martin Allen and Alan Kerbishley on, who pretty much said the same thing. Yeah, it makes sense. It's just because you're a good footballer, and I think we've said this before, doesn't mean you're going to make a good manager. Exactly. I'm a terrible manager. <laughs> <laughs> um, well look last season this game finished 2-2 Sunderland came from 2-0 down to draw 2 all. who scored the equalising goal for Sunderland um, in the very last minute in his very last appearance oh was it was it Adam Johnson <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> he did that and then he got sent down a week later if his trial had started a week early it would have been alright yeah <laughs> was, I seem to remember that because there was quite a few people afterwards that after that week People at Liverpool saying, that's it, we need our points back. Give us the three points. Yeah. He shouldn't have been playing. He, no, he shouldn't have been playing. Get him off. It's okay. like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure, you know, there's other things. <laughs> it's far more important than that. Yeah. Well, Sunderland have got back-to-back wins, haven't they? They got the 2-1 win versus uh, Bournemouth, which uh, they had 10 men with, and then they had the 3-0 win versus Hull. So, um, are they going to make it three in a row? Liverpool are unbeaten versus Sunderland in the Premier League at home. Yeah, Sunderland don't really um, sort of. They're, they're just, they've got no chance. A victory on the I mean, on a bit of a hot street there. Yeah, I mean Liverpool's defence has just been like score as many goals as you want, we'll score two more. Hmm. So I suppose Sunderland might score a few goals, but I, I think you'll be all right. No, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, Swansea versus Crystal Palace. This is a battle of two teams in real trouble. Um, Swansea bottom at the minute on six points. Uh, Bob Bradley in his five games in charge has only got two draws so far. And Crystal Palace, who have lost at least their last five, uh, are sinking like a stone. They're on 11 points. And rumours that Alan Pardew might be in a bit of doo-doo. Alan Pardew's always in a bit of doo-doo, I think. You think? Yeah. So you don't think he's going to lose his job? <laughs> I think um, I don't think he'll lose it, but it, he's... Yeah, I don't... Alan Partey is one of those managers that he'll, he joins the club, does really well, and then he almost like overstays his welcome a little bit. Really? Like people who go to parties and sort of stay a bit too long? Yeah, sort of, you know, the, the DJ stopped playing the music, and then there's that one person that's like last orders, but they ordered like 10 drinks. Yeah. What are you doing Saturday night? I'm, I'm doing that exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, because they went on that run, didn't they, Palace did, where they got 10 points out of 12, and then they've just gone on this sort of losing streak since. So is Bob Bradley going to break his duck? This is actually at the Liberty Stadium. I hope he does. Yeah, he, he needs it. Anyway, because yeah. there's a lot of people that aren't overly impressed with him. So 
I think he needs it, really, considering. They were very unlucky last week, weren't they? They um, With that 1-1 draw against Everton. Yeah, they were. They were, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they were. Sorry, I thought that was a comma, not a full stop. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't even know. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay, well, then you've got Hull in 18th versus West Brom in 9th place. Um, two wins and three losses in their last five games for Hull. West Brom, though, we had that 4-0 thumping against Burnley, but the week before that, they beat champions Leicester 2-1, didn't they? They did. So, Hull are unbeaten in the Premier League versus West Brom in all their time in the Premier League. Uh, but Tony Pulis has won his last three versus Hull, so something has to give. Yeah, I don't really know this, where this is going to go. I, I actually feel like West Brom could actually win. Sort of, mm. like, sort of, maybe like a one I can't expect too many goals. They've, they've scored their, their allotted amount of goals for a while. So, it, it could be like a one nil. But I, Hull are a very sort of weird team for me at the moment. I can't tell whether they're actually going to be good or not when they play. No. Um, so, I, do you know what? I can see a sneaky Hull win. Dick, can you? Yeah. See, I'm not sure. I, I, I feel like it's either going to be a, a, a board draw or like a West Brom 1-0 with a Rondon goal or something. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I th- yeah, I think you could do. Uh, well, Manchester United are in sixth place. They're going to be playing uh, West Ham on Sunday, who are in 17th. West Ham, of course, who were uh, 2-1 up with virtually the last kick of the game against Spurs last week. Uh, conceded two goals. Winston Reid, as we said, went around... Um, I don't know what he went around being or who went around being, but it was very entertaining. Whatever he was doing, yeah. <laughs> uh, this was nil nil last year. They call this the Les Sealy Derby, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. Must be others. I'm trying to think. There was. I, I, there was somebody else. Yeah. Like Michael Carrick, of course. Yes, of course. Yeah. There we go. Um. Yeah. Nil nil last season. Uh. Manchester United, of course, they got that 1-1 draw versus Arsenal last week, where by all... I mean, I I think they did all right against them, didn't they? They were just unlucky not to win. Yeah, they, they did play all right. Um, they just, yeah, just couldn't finish it off, really. Yeah, they're winning 1-0 at the minute. Oh, are they? I, I was actually going to project the score. I was wondering how their terrible Europa League campaign's actually going. Uh, well, um, Wayne Rooney has uh, scored. Oh, all right. He actually needs that, so that's good for him. Yeah, get this Manchester United side right. Romero in goal. Then you got Valencia, Jones, Blint, Shaw. Then you got Carrick, Pogba, Mata, Rooney, Mitarian, Ibrahimovic. That's a very odd team, that isn't it? There's some yeah, it is. There's some. There's obviously some second choice players there, but there's some first choice as well. Manchester United megastar Mkhitaryan, who's gone from strength to strength since he moved. Yeah. Well, finally, we've got somebody called Jones in goal. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Wonder if that no, it won't be. Or Brad Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're thinking? I was just thinking, that'd be, good. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Well, it might be. i tell you what, if you um, hum along for a minute while I have a look. So I do some like, elevator music. Like, do, 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 do. Yeah. i tell you what, you, you talk about how you think this game is going to go. Because West Ham won two out of 23 in the Premier League. Do you know when their last win was? Not two out of no. against Manchester United at Old Trafford, sorry. Oh. In the Premier League. Not ever in the Premier League. <laughs> um, no. The last time they won at Old Trafford was in 2007. Do you remember this? This was quite controversial. Which one was... 
Uh, there's a couple of Man United West Ham games that I'm thinking of. I don't know. I don't think that was a Premier League game at the time. This is I'm the thinking one of a Jacanio one. No, this, this this is the one where it's the last. Um, uh, it's the last game of the Premier League season. This was the year that West Ham got Tevez Mascherano. Yes. I think I know. I think I remember what happened with this now. Tevez scored the winning goal. It is Brad Jones in goal. Is it actually? <laughs> yeah, it oh is. my God. <laughs> I already thought, no, he's not going to be there. No. How old is no. Brad Jones now? 34. Oh, he's, not he's, he's still playing Europa League football. That's good for him. Yeah. He's had a wild career. Ah, no. There's a whole he's, he's, there's a Blizzard article this month all about third choice goalkeepers. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Um, so, okay, so how are we going to see this one going to go? Can we see a win for West Ham or is it just going to be Manchester United? I don't know. I mean, the, my, Manchester United have been they've been getting better yeah. as of late, and I still think Mourinho needs something quite sort of strong. They need a really strong showing against somebody. Um, they've been trudging along for a while, and I think he needs them to some point just come out of the gates firing and just absolutely smash someone silly. Well, of course, they had the 19th century defending, didn't he, when he played um, West Ham with Chelsea? Yeah, that was when Sam Allardyce had an absolute bellyache about that. No, he didn't. He said he couldn't in give, the, a, sh- he he couldn't give yeah, a shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the post-match, post-match press conference. Yeah, it was brilliant. Uh, okay, so I think I'm going to go for Manchester United as well. So, uh, last couple of games we've got to talk about are um, Watford, Stoke. So, Watford, Watford are in eighth place. They're doing very well this season, actually. They've been picking up some good results. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Um, versus Stoke in 13th, who are going to be without Joe, suspended Joe Allen. Um, Watford beat Leicester 2-1 last time out, didn't they? And Stoke lost 1-0 to Bournemouth. Um Stuttering a little bit because before that they had a draw and before that they had three consecutive wins. But their record at Vicarage Road is um, 1-4, drawn one, lost one recently. And they won 2-1 last season. Yeah, so Stoke, I can't. I think it's going to be a Watford win. Right. But Stoke are in a very weird position for me. I, I just, I really want to like Stoke and really want them to be better. Why wouldn't you like Stoke? That's the thing. Like, I like Mark Hughes. I like the players they've brought in. You know, they've brought in some some of the players that have had sort of difficult careers at this point. That you know, a lot of attention was put on them, and you sort of think, yeah, it's a bit of a feel good story. And they just never really seem to do what I expect them to do. A bit like the Belgian national team. Um, yes, I understand that. In terms of, I I I want. Stoke to be better than yeah. they actually are. Ryan Shawcross as well. I quite like him as a defender. He's alright. Yeah. I quite like him. Um, my only beef with Stoke is their fans booing Aaron Ramsey. Oh, Aaron Ramsey, did you see his little tete-a-tete with uh, Edison Cavani this week? Oh, no. Cavani sort of flicked Ramsey's chin and then Ramsey went all poncy and foreign and pretended it hurt. Oh, okay. Nice for him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with a Watford win on this one, I think. Yeah, same. I think so. And then finally the weekend, this is um, this is the James Beatty derby. It's the Mark Hughes derby. It is the Ronald Koeman derby. It is Southampton, who were in 11th versus Everton in 7th. I think it's going to be quite a tasty game, actually. What, with the Koeman factor? 
in just in general, I think Southampton are a very good team. They've had a bit of a, you know, sort of weird start, but Everton hitting their stride again. And I don't know, they're, they're both teams that I feel are in a very similar position in terms of the way they play and, and sort of how they normally perform in the Premier League. And I think it's going to be one of those, those classic Premier League games where it's quite frantic. It's quite sort of exciting. It's not one of the big teams. So there shouldn't be too much sort of controversy or, Anything on it, it's just going to be a good old-fashioned Premier League match. Do you know who else likes this fixture? Who? Romelu Lukaku. Does he? He does. He scored three and assisted one in four Premier League games at St Mary's. Last season, Everton won 3-0. He scored two. He was unplayable last season. That was when they wore their really nice sort of khaki green shirts. I don't think I saw them in for the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. Those ones. Yeah. It was phenomenal last season in that game. Um... Saints their last game they drew 0-0 versus Liverpool didn't they and Everton had that one or draw with Swansea they've won one out of their last five is Koeman in trouble? No I don't think so No there's a, supposedly some rumblings that the Everton fans are a little bit frustrated with him What? Why would they be frustrated with him? Uh, a couple results. of things he said that um, he said something along the lines of Everton's aim was to be as good as Liverpool or something like that. Um, and Excellent, it, good decision. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and he also said that he could see Ron, he said he could see himself managing the Dutch national team, and he could see Romelu Lukaku playing Champions League football in the not too distant future. Um, which Everton fans have taken as a bit of a slight. I think. I mean. Uh, I think he's just being realistic. He is being realistic. I mean, the, the Liverpool thing, I think he said that. If you said that, that's a bit silly. But, I mean, why wouldn't you want to manage a national team? And why wouldn't Romelu Lukaku want to play Champions League football? He could eat. No. Fees we play he, Champions League football at Everton. Yeah. I mean, if, if Leicester can win the Premier League title. Exactly. Everton have always been that team where you feel like they just needed a little bit of something extra to get close to that top four. They've always been sort of around-ish the fifth or sixth type position, and then they're sort of dropped off towards the end of the season. Mm. So they just need something to push them over that line. But, I mean, yeah, I think he's just being realistic. Lukaku, I'm sure, has even said himself he wants to play Champions League football. I don't blame him. I mean... No, I don't think anyone could. To be fair to Everton, he's much better than Everton. I mean, if if he can see something being built at Everton where in a few years' time he'll be playing Champions League football, he might stick around. But... Can you see him playing for Manchester United or Arsenal or Tottenham? I think he could. I think he could get in those teams. Could you see yeah. him playing for Real Madrid? Possibly. No. If no, no, I don't think so. You think if Benzema gets sent down for his misdemeanors and they're looking for a big bulky centre forward? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know how he'd handle the Spanish game. How do you mean? But well, I. I, I I don't know, he just, I think he, he probably would, but I don't know whether Real Madrid, I don't think he's Real Madrid's level. Really? Hmm. Mm, okay. Or maybe I'm saying that because I'm biased and I want him back at Chelsea. No, you got rid of him, it's your fault. Yeah, well, we get rid of everyone, it's good. Yeah, you do. You I do. want Kevin De Bruyne back. But I was going to say, imagine if you had Kevin De Bruyne feeding Roman League, well, you can do if you watch Belgium, but I mean, well, <laughs> that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Every With Hazard week. on the left. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. And then you could have Hazard's other brother. Oh, no, he left. Was it, oh, he was with you briefly, wasn't he? Yeah, Thorg and Hazard. Yeah. Oh, God, so what would you have? You'd have Lukaku up top ahead of Costa? Or would you have bought Costa? 
I probably wouldn't have bought Costa. So you've got Lukaku up top, and then you've got Hazard and De Bruyne. De Bruyne, De Bruyne would be in the middle, would he? Sort of number yeah, 10-ish? Yeah, 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 number 10-ish. Hazard on the left, Victor yeah. Moses on the right? <laughs> probably not Victor <laughs> Moses. It, it, it'd probably still be... To be honest, I'd still keep Schaller. Quadrado? Quadrado, yes. Quadrado on the right. Oh, there's a yeah. front four. Yeah. That's very, that's very speedy as well. It is, isn't it? Oh, imagine <laughs> that. So who would, you be, who would you be holding to be? Good. Does it have to be Chelsea players that have left? Either Chelsea players that are left or current Chelsea players. Ah, oh, see, that's difficult. I mean, if it's current Chelsea players, it'd be Kante and probably not Matic. Loftus uh, cheek. Yes. Oh no, maybe not Loftus cheek. Maybe um, Shaloba. Chalaba. Okay. The commentator wants to call him these days. So you've got him, and then you've got who did you say? Kante. Kante, not David Luiz. No. Instead of Shalaba. No, not not Dara Lewis. No, no, in defensive midfield. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, Shaloba. Okay, so you've got Shaloba, then you've got Kante, and then you've got yeah. Hazard, De Bruyne, Quadrado, and then Lukaku. Lukaku. So, that That's is... scary. <laughs> That'd be monstrous, that is, wouldn't it? That is scary. See, look what Jose's done to you. I know. This is what he's doing to United now. Well, so it's fun to watch it. I, yeah. well, it's fun to watch him do it to them. <laughs> it's quite a lull when you see it happening elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's just when he turns up at your club and does it <laughs> twice. Okay. Yeah, twice. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, that's our Premier League roundup for this week. Um, anything else in football land you want to mention? Not to my knowledge. No. Carl Robinson goes to Charlton. What do you reckon to that? Ah, uh, no comment. <laughs> If, how, long, on, how long do you think you were there for? I d- six months. Six that long? Yeah. You never know. Some some teams are like, oh, we'll give it six months. If it doesn't work. It's almost like a probation period. Yeah. Do you think managers get a probation period? <laughs> <laughs> You've lost your first two games. Now you're rubbish. Sod off. Well, Keith Kerr got sacked after seven minutes at Torquay. Yeah. Must do then. Maybe maybe the ink hadn't even dried on the contract yet. Oh, imagine seven minutes, but then you get a two-year payoff. That'd be all right, wouldn't it? Yeah. Walk in, tell everyone that you can stick it. <laughs> and then you're off. And then you're off and you get two years worth of money. There you go. Um, I know what I'm doing when I come into work tomorrow. <laughs> I forgot to say, Leicester's Danny, Danny Drinkwater is banned for three games. Is that going to make yeah. any difference to their... De- well, to be honest, it would, it's a detriment to them. He's quite an important player for them. Yes, so you think that's going to be bearing on their result? Yeah. Who were they playing? I forgot who they were playing. Middlesbrough, wasn't it? Yes. You think they'll be alright without him still? Uh, just about. I think Middlesbrough mm, probably will still... I think they'll be able to get a draw. Yeah. Um, Julian Lescott has left AEK Athens after just uh, three months. Nice, nice. And four appearances. It's good, to, it's good to know that he's still doing stuff. <laughs> he's not dead. <laughs> uh, and then Joe Barton is back training with Burnley. Yeah, Joe Barton, that's a bit of a weird situation because I kept seeing stuff like he's, he's a, you know, mutual consent. But then I saw it like two weeks later, so I clearly either saw it as a rumour beforehand mm. and it got confirmed. All we very quick, I thought, very sudden originally. I just thought Joe Barton played in that Celtic Rangers game, which was the big story I saw about him getting mugged off by Scott Brown. And then, next thing I knew, he's left the club or training with the kids or something. 
Well, he told people, he told Celtic players what he thought of them, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, Joe Barton telling people what he thinks, it's like yeah. they could predict it. I think he went to Celtic, with uh, to Rangers, with the sort of attitude of, I'm Joe Barton, I've been in the Premier League, I'll show you guys what it's all about. And he quickly realised he wasn't as fit as he thought he was. Yeah. I mean, Joe Barton strikes me to always a player that, on Twitter, he's always like, no, I wouldn't have done that. And you're like, yeah, well, that's why you're not in a Premier League side now, Joe. And he probably would have done as well. <laughs> like, it's he, not like he's a world beater or anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, um, we'll leave that. As so we're all done dusted. If they um, want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? They can follow me at the Ryan Goodman. At the Ryan Goodman. Okay. Uh, at Man of the Post is the Twitter handle for us. Man of the Post as well is the Instagram account. Manofthepost.com is our website. Uh, if you want to do any writing for us, then you can email chris at manofthepost.com. We're always looking for people for new articles. We are um, part of the World Football Index. Uh, that's worldfootballindex.com. Um, they release podcasts all the while from Russian football through to Italian to uh, Spanish football as well as South American football and football from all other parts of the world. They talk tactics, they talk Premier League. Um, they had an interview with uh, former German goalkeeper this week. Um, I've got no idea how you pronounce his name. It's Lutz Fraffenstiel. I probably got that completely wrong. No, that's exactly it. That's, that's probably how he said. So that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's he is the only player to have played for all in all five FIFA confederations. Oh really? Yeah, and I think he also went to prison as well in Southeast Asia for various. Well, he hadn't done anything wrong, but I think they put him in prison for something. But he hadn't done anything wrong. But yeah, he's the only player to have ever played in all five FIFA confederations. It's a very interesting career. Um, so you can, yeah, you can download that from World Football Index. Both World Football Index and Man of the Post you can get from iTunes. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review us and leave uh, leave a five star review. Uh, World Football Index also available on SoundCloud. Man of the Post is available from Acast. You can follow us on there, and all these uh, recordings fall magically into your uh, mobile phone or whatever device you've got. If you've got any sense, it'll be an iPhone, Ryan. Nope. <laughs> uh, hopefully Ross and the guys will be back on Sunday to talk about the games that we previewed. Uh, we'll be back next week, so thank you ever so much, Ryan. No, thank you. And all the remains we said is always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs> <laughs>